What is up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, your host. It is great to be with you July 1st. So free agency has been happening for about, I don't know, 16 hours, although conversations have been happening for months, maybe years, who knows, behind all this. It's not tampering. Oh, no. No, no, no. But uh, what does it do for the basketball card market? When Kevin Durant says, I want to trade, and Kyrie Irving says, send me to the Lakers, and Jalen Brunson gets $110 million or 104. I don't know who to believe. All I know is I'm sitting here, like many of us, as basketball card collector, investor, saying, what does this matter to me? Should I buy into any of these cards? Should I stand, you know, hold what I've got and wait and see stuff play out? I don't know. You know, we're just, we're just trying to figure out what the card market's doing in general, let alone what uh, opportunities might be to make money. So I'm excited to be with you. It's the first episode of a new season, July 1. Hey, let's get after it. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be the NBA offseason. And yesterday felt like one of the most tumultuous, breaking news-filled, crazy, are you kidding me, drama days of the NBA, um, you know, in recent memory. And uh, guys, I'm here because I I love the sport. You know, I I collect and uh, I kind of casually pay attention to football card values or baseball cards or other things that are happening around this hobby, which, uh, you know, you've got the National coming up in a few weeks, a lot of people going to Atlantic City. You've got other products that have come out and uh, been exciting or investing opportunities. You've got soccer cards and hockey cards that have uh, increased in just popularity. But this is a basketball card, mostly a basketball card only community here at Hoops and Cards. Uh, Some of it's just you listening as you drive or work out or sort your cards or you're waiting for your uh, eBay auctions to end. Whatever it is that you're doing, I'm glad you're listening. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, but some of you also taking things to the next level, interacting with us on uh, not only Instagram, but our Hoops and Cards Discord. And uh, I would love to invite any and all of you to jump in and join the Discord for conversations. We talk about uh, rookies, prospects, stars, goats, new releases and cards, We share uh, good deals that we got, questions that we have about the market moving forward. That's been great. In fact, um, some of you guys, as a part of that community, have gone on to start your own podcasts, which uh, I absolutely love listening to, uh, especially the Nashak Index and Hobby Time with Dirk Nashti. Guys, um, you are just crushing it. In fact, if you want more basketball card content each week, those guys are doing a fantastic job. And uh, I enjoy listening to you. So our community is making all of us better, especially for days like like yesterday where, you know, I might be excited about some news or I might want to seize an opportunity to make some money. And and I just need someone to come alongside at times and say, "Uh, dude, that is that is no big deal. Or, dude, the time to buy Jalen Brunson was a year ago, not right now. Or the time to buy Jalen Brunson was two months from now, not right now. Or for some of you, buying a guy like Jalen Brunson, who maybe you know very little about, 
or hadn't heard of a year ago, you're no, it doesn't fit your strategy. You know, I, I think that's the, the beauty of the the hobby and even sports cards as an investing tool. You can choose your approach and, uh, you know, don't let me or any other podcaster or sports card investor podcaster, you know, they, they, they don't tell you to do everything. We don't say do it this way. It's the only way. No, it's, it's a, it's really a choose your own adventure. Um, when it comes to buying and selling cards, some of us want to focus just on one or two players that we love and, and pay attention to their market. Some guys like to, depending on your budget, you know, a lot of our episodes have been about sports card on, on a limited budget and buying, you know, out of dollar boxes or out of uh, prospect cards that you can find. And so that, that was actually my Jalen Brunson story. Since he did sign for, with the Knicks for 104 to 110 mil, that's a, that's a big uh, investment by the Knicks, first of all. But I remember probably nine months ago, I was at a card show and digging through a guy's prism box of, you know, 2018 prism stars and cards and rookies and parallels and all these things. And I remember this guy had a Jalen Brunson pink cracked ice rookie from 2019, 2018 prism, excuse me. And then he also had a silver, you know, the silver prism. And I thought, Hey, three bucks each. I'll take it because I knew he was a rookie getting more. Sorry. That was a rookie card of a guy getting more playing time and doing well in his limited minutes at Dallas playing well. Um, you know, they obviously weren't counting on him to be their starting main scoring point guard. That's why they made that trade to get Spencer Dinwiddie. It wasn't just to get Porzingis off the books. They added Dinwiddie, but when Dinwiddie got hurt and Luca got hurt, Jalen Brunson got to show what he could do. And so I, I was able to sell the pink cracked ice card about a month ago and made a lot more than $3 on it And while he was in the playoffs. And I was able to sell his uh, silver prism raw yesterday for $30. And I'm like, you know, from $3 to $30, I'll take it. Did I consider sending it in for grading? Yes. But the Jalen Brunson cards, <laughs> guys, they're going to be there in September for cheaper than 30 bucks for a raw silver. I can't guarantee that, but we're, we're learning. Guys, w- w- there are big news headlines or big achievements in a player's career or even a big win or playoff series or your favorite guy that you bought several cards in goes off for 50 or 60 points. That would be, especially here in the NBA offseason, that would be a good time to sell that card when when there is popular buzz or a big news involving that player uh, i've heard it said before and maybe you've heard this buy the hype sell the news well i like to do buy before the hype list when you can see the hype coming like put it out there on a buy it now or an or best offer or uh you know just let it be known what you're willing to take and i i you know in some of my better moments as i lean towards an investor perspective I look at a card and say, well, I know what I paid for it. And here's what I would like to get out of it. It doesn't matter if in three years, Jalen Brunson is the MVP and that card's worth a thousand dollars. Okay. I might regret it then. (laughs) Um, But the odds of that happening, the odds of the Knicks making the playoffs this year, like unless they're going to swing a deal for Kevin Durant today, which probably should lead into why I'm even doing this podcast today, why I'm doing this episode. In fact, 
Uh, here we are entering season three of Hoops and Cards and just tracking along with NBA seasons. This is our third season as a podcast. I am finding, you know, during regular season weeks and also during off-season moments like this and the draft and summer leagues and we're gonna we're gonna have some breaking news every week and I, I hope it's not always Kyrie Irving did this Kyrie said that Kyrie wants this oh did you hear Kyrie's not happy again oh man yeah there's always stuff happening in the NBA and it is fun it, I love it so so we're looking at hoops and cards most of our episodes if you look back or have listened through with us have been between 30 minutes total and 50 minutes total. I don't know if we've had any that have gone an hour. Uh, that's usually when my voice gives out or I realize it's just me going rah, 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 like that that uh, teacher and the Charlie Brown. And, uh, you know, so I, I sometimes I put myself through the torture of listening, <laughs> re-listening to episodes and going, would I listen to that? Would I still be listening after 15 minutes of that? And if I ever get to the point where I listen and I'm like, dude, that episode sucks. I, <laughs> or why? No, I, 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 then it's probably time to, to hang it up and, um, you know, delete that episode or just stop doing podcasts and say, you know what? There's 18 other basketball card podcasts doing it better and good for them. I'm, I'm a listener now, but for now guys, I love doing this and we're looking at doing shorter episodes, meaning 20 minutes or so three times a week instead of 30 minutes or 40 minutes twice a week. Looking at doing it more uh, conversational based on uh, breaking news, based on opportunities in the hobby, things like, hey, really? Next week, finally, Basketball Prism is going to drop? Uh, I want to be there when when some of you open, in fact, any of you locally that are going to open or rip Basketball Prism. I just think it's it's always a fun product. I know it's popular as an investor collector. You, you probably could re-listen to our episodes about new releases and say, hey, as exciting as it is, just know if you're buying those cards during the first week or two or three or four or eight, <laughs> first two months of a new release as big as Prism, you're gonna pay more than those cards are worth. You're gonna pay more than you'll see them for uh, at card shows in October and November. And I'm going to have to to remind myself, Gary, dude, wait on the Evan Mobley stuff. Wait. Do not have to be the first one to rush in unless you're a high money investor that likes to have stuff early and send it off for grading or likes to get in on the autograph cards numbered to 25 that you know aren't available as much. Like if, you, if you're those people, go for it. I want to see your cards. Like I'm happy for you. I would post your your card scores on the, uh, you know, on our Instagram. I think that's awesome. But the rest of us, I would even say like the other 98% of us here in uh, sports card investor land, uh, you know, I, I, I want to be smart. Not that you're not smart. I, I don't have that much money to play around with. And so every dollar, every side cost, you know, you're paying a premium when a new product releases, you're paying extra. So in fact, just do this experiment with me, would you? If you've never done this before, uh, next week, so July 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, just you get a couple minutes on your phone, on an eBay app or on uh, WhatsApp, whatnot. WhatsApp, I meant whatnot. You know what I'm saying. Go on, go on PWCC, whatever you see those 
uh, boxes, and especially like the singles of a Cade Cunningham Silver or an Evan Mobley Bass rookie or Jalen Green Bass or Scotty Barnes Bass, Red Cracked Ice, whatever you want to look at and see what those, those sell for on day one, two, three, four, and five and compare that with what they sell for three weeks later. It's crazy, crazy how much money you can save just by being patient. So that's where I'm at. Uh, again, I don't think it's a race. Uh, what I what I do feel is, look, it's the off season overall. They're going to be up and down moments for cards, and we'll talk about a couple of those after the break. But right now, to say, hey, uh, there's a there's a extended window of time between now and the start of next season at least. I think it's now and January 1st that the basketball card market is kind of back page. It's kind of second to second or third. Uh, in a lot of money spender sports card generalist minds, they're looking at football. They're looking at the World Cup soccer. They're looking at Formula One. And, you know, that that's where, where a lot of the popular money won't start to flow into basketball cards overall until basketball, till the NBA is front and center stage. So the, the new year, the all-star break, the playoff push, you know, sometimes there's a rising star that you want to catch like we did with Tyrese Maxey or Darius Garland in previous years, like some people did with Jalen Brunson. And I do think he's going to do well for the Knicks, but uh, it's, it's okay to pick your battles and wait and seize this big window, which we call buying season. Uh, listen, Brunson is a good player. They're making him look like uh, Kyrie Irving. Jalen Brunson, killer crossover goes right by Mike Conley. Have you, have you done anything noteworthy, vegetable? So, in case you, uh, you know, have a life outside of sports and missed out on yesterday's big developments. I mean, everybody was talking about who DeAndre Ayton would get traded to. Rumors about Jalen Brunson signing with the Knicks. Uh, extensions for a lot of big names like the Joker, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. Uh, lots, of, lots of players really um, locking in their uh, financial futures. And then, then, then some guys that, you know, maybe rotation players or guys that are looking for better opportunities somewhere else, like Malik Monk and uh, DeAndre Ayton. Or sorry, DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> You're like, why is he? How many DeAndre Aytons he gonna talk about? Um, you know, but in the middle of counting down to free agency, something leaked around. I don't know, two or three o'clock yesterday that Kevin Durant uh, had gone to the Nets owner and demanded a trade. And it, it, it marks the end of, in the, you know, instantly rumors about Phoenix, Miami, the Knicks, all these teams that, that were going to try to put together offers, or maybe they already were aware of this and Durant's favorite destinations in different spots. And the same kind of rumors about Kyrie Irving, like, Boy, do they want to play together somewhere else? Does he? Does Kyrie force himself to to 
a trade to the Lakers, all these things, James Harden, you know, and this this uh, amazing team that a lot of people thought had, I mean, certainly they had the big names and the, the track record to say, you put those three guys, Harden, Kyrie, and KD on a team in Brooklyn, and they're going to be a championship contender. Well, they had two or three years, you know, maybe barely over a year with Harden in that picture, and then, of course, you had Ben Simmons and that, that old trade. Oh, man, Brooklyn is done. However, so so now the whole, you know, basketball world is waiting to see where does where does Kevin Durant get traded to and for what? And lots of speculation. I think that this is this is both fun and frustrating because now you have other teams that, you know, a lot of teams that would love to add a player of you know, a difference maker like Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving. And it's like, well, here's what you would have to give up. And teams now that maybe weren't focusing on adding a player like that, now they're doing everything they can to be in the conversation. And it pushes other players back. It pushes back, yeah, the whole DeAndre Ayton conversation or Cameron Johnson or what are teams like Miami, Cleveland, you know, Memphis, what are they, what are they even going to do next? And, uh, how that influences us. Well, as, as a sports card investor, like I've got, you know, there's, there's the investing possibilities of a player going to a new location, meaning people that want to buy his cards now because they care about that team or they care about that market or they see him having a new role a chance at another title, you know, if Kevin Durant winds up on Golden State somehow, come on, uh, that's going to impact his card values and a bunch of other card values, whether we like it or not, that that could look like Golden State's ready for another championship run. They might be already and certainly don't need to add a guy like that. I'm just saying if they did, yikes, right? Or if another big, big talent team adds a guy like Kyrie Irving and and there are a lot of people that would be excited you know what I would say this is both from a personal my personal opinion and from the track record of what these guys have done the last few years I would say if I'm in the NBA and running a team I have no interest in Kyrie Irving coming to town it, it it's just as fun as he is to watch for those 50 out of 82 games he'll probably play in the regular season. Um, he, he brings a circus. He brings drama. He brings demands. He brings quirkiness. And I, I don't, I think he has proven with his, with his work or lack of work in Boston and in Brooklyn now that he's not capable of being the face of a franchise. He's, he's not consistent. He doesn't put in the work. He's not a leader. Uh, he's just flashy and changes his mind and cares more about stuff off the court. Now that that just says, I don't care what the price of his 2012 Prism cards are. I'm not buying. I'm not interested. I don't see a future in those. I don't enjoy being along for the ride with Kyrie. And I'm starting to feel the same with Kevin Durant. You know, last year, uh, a lot of people were starting to buy into his uh, 2007, I believe, or 2007 and eight tops rookies. They're, they're good looking. Yeah, it's 07. They're good looking cards. They're probably down from what they were even even three months ago. Uh, and now, and I'm still like, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not interested in the roller coaster ride that is Kevin Durant. I'm interested in paying attention to 
where he winds up and saying, all right, if adding Kevin Durant means that Chris Paul and Devin Booker are favorites to win a title, that's an interesting play, right? Or if trading Kevin Durant brings the Knicks back other players like DeAndre Ayton, who could be the face of their franchise, and they get enough assets back to be considered still a playoff possibility, then that's interesting. I also think about guys who, in the midst of these deals, you know, uh, the player who has kind of been sitting and, you know, taking up minutes and playing in front of them, well, if that player gets dealt, so Kyrie Irving gets dealt, does that mean Cameron Thomas is the starting point guard in Brooklyn? That I'm very interested in. I'm very interested in is, is a player whose rookie cards may have been super cheap right now uh, as a backup or as a young prospect. Is he going to be vaulted into a starting role somewhere? I mean, that's why when I heard Kobe White from the Bulls might be dealt to the Lakers, then I'm going, uh, interesting. Here's a player who's a backup or third point guard on a playoff team like the Bulls behind guys. He's not going to beat out a healthy Lonzo Ball. He's not going to take minutes from Alex Caruso. Like, you know, but if he winds up getting to start somewhere else that could be a playoff team like the Lakers, then then I'm interested. In. Or take uh, Mikhail Bridges, who if I'm Brooklyn Nets and I'm to trade Kevin Durant over to Phoenix for some reason, I Mikhail Bridges is a guy I'd want in that deal, and he comes and he's an instant starter, not only that, in a larger role in Brooklyn. I mean, they could be looking at a starting backcourt next season of Cameron Thomas and Mikhail Bridges. And I would say both of those guys have already shown <laughs> that they are quality, like starting talents in the NBA. And it would be fun to see those guys get more minutes, get more opportunities. Can't really say the same yet for DeAndre Ayton because uh, he's had a lot of, you know, build up to this free agency. If, if he was worth building your franchise around, if he was a guy that, that you just can't let go of and his upside and his potential and his work ethic, all those things, I think, A, Phoenix would have would have already signed him to an extension. And B, I almost did the A, and two, <laughs> and two, uh, we would hear a lot more about potential suitors, bidders, other teams trying to get in on this action for DeAndre Aiden. So I'm a little nervous about him. But if, you, if you're following along free agency, don't just think about the guy whose name is in the headlines on a deal. Like, ooh, yeah, look at, look at the trade. Look at who, who just switched teams. Look at what big name free agent was signed. Think about the ripple effect on the team that that guy left and the team that he's going to. Because there may be some players that, that you and I are excited about, but then all of a sudden the, the team signs somebody in front of him. You know, I, I really like what Emmanuel quickly has done the last two seasons as 20, 25 minutes a game. And I think he's ready to start for somebody and do really well. Like I, my deep dive on Emmanuel quickly is like, there's a prospect from 2020 that shows all the signs of, if he gets more playing time, he's the next Jalen Brunson, DeJounte Murray, Tyrese Maxey. Like he can do a lot of things, Emmanuel quickly. Well, he can't do them from the bench watching Jalen Brunson perform. So is quickly moving down on my rankings? Yeah. But if he gets dealt somewhere, then I got then I got to be like, well, 
You know what I'm saying? Watch those kinds of things. It may mean more playing time for a guy like Cameron Thomas or less playing time for a guy like Emmanuel Quickly. Watch that stuff. And also, guys, if you're, if you're, if you're, <laughs> yesterday was crazy with the news, you know, the first that, that evening before it of Miles Bridges being arrested on felony domestic violence charges. That hurts. And yet, uh, he may serve some time or he may serve an NBA suspension and eventually return to being 20 points, 10 boards, lots of dunks. Charlotte's a playoff team. Maybe there's a buying opportunity. Maybe you just don't like him and don't want to invest in him anymore. And I, I feel that. I get that. Uh, the other guy that we got some bad news about yesterday was Jaron Jackson Jr. And, you know, last season was his first full season back from injury and surgery. And he played well defensively. He was uh, solid offensively, but but still need to work on his just where he fits in their offense and how he takes threes or not. Well, he's out four to six months now with uh, surgery to repair a stress fracture in his foot. And when I hear a, a stress fracture on a foot of a guy who's like 6'10", 6'11", 7' foot tall, that's cause for concern. I mean, I know he's out four to six months, but but I just I feel bad for Jaron. Uh, he would have been one of my guys who has the chance to make an all-star team in the next year or two or three in Memphis. Wow. I mean, that... I know timeline you could do well. Look, count four months. He could be back in time for the... Yeah. I don't know. And then other big news. Zion Williamson got the five-year max extension from New Orleans. It looks like he's going to sign that today or tomorrow. Good for him. And, and hey, maybe it's time to buy in on Zion before the whole world gets crazy about him again, if you like him. But guys, I just wanted to get on today and give you a 20 minutes-ish podcast. This already went over. Lots going on in free agency and trades. And my encouragement to you is unless you love any of these players, there's no need to buy. I think it's, it's a time to watch and learn about the market for a couple weeks here. Uh, if you want to tell me, hey, well, good for you sitting on the sidelines. Look what I made in a week off of Kevin Durant headlines. I'd love to hear it. I would love to hear what you do. Uh, I'd love to learn from it. I'm not out here saying I'm the expert, uh, but I but I do enjoy this community. I do enjoy talking about basketball and basketball cards. So, you know, if I'm buying anything right now um, or watching for buying opportunities, it is those players who could get vaulted into starting roles because their teams already love them. And I say, well, the Spurs dealt DeJounte Murray and they let Lonnie Walker walk because the Lakers offered him six. I like seeing Lonnie Walker walk. I... It's probably time to end the podcast right here, right? Right at that. But but Devin Vassell, is he going to be starting and playing a lot more next season? Looks like it. What about Trey Jones, Malachi Branham? And and so there's opportunity for those guys. And yet, well, they're not a playoff team. It looks like they're tanking for the future. Like, like it's complicated and there's no rush to buy. So... You know, if you're looking for a gold rush here on free agency and and your card values, I don't think it's going to happen. And uh, I wouldn't want to see you buy cards now when they're going to be a lot cheaper in six weeks. So that's all I got. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Maybe you're going to a show. Maybe you're uh, waiting for your hobby box to, to arrive next week for prison basketball. Love to hear from you at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. And again, check out Hoops Plus. Uh, we love seeing people take the next step and support our podcast. 
at anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe gets you more podcasts, more updates, more resources from us here at hoops and cards. So thank you guys. Hope you have an awesome week and, and there's going to be breaking news. You know, once KD makes his decision or Brooklyn has their trade announcement, there's going to be a, a ripple effect across the league. So look forward to catching up with you uh, as soon as that happens. Have an awesome week. See ya. Bridges, who had 11 points in that third quarter, defending McCollum with two to fire. Oh, Bridges, the clock. Bridges with the clock. He's got four tonight. Booyah! Booyah, booyah, booyah! Three booyahs.